already prepared our hearts by your spirit and that you would speak to us you would fill us with everything that you would have for us today father let us all be ready to receive if you agree with that say amen in Jesus name amen you may be seated hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God is good. Amen, amen, amen. God is good. God is good. Amen. Amen. I am so grateful. Number one, I'm alive this morning. Amen. I'm alive. I'm alert. I'm in my right mind. Man, I know people who are awake this morning who are not in their right mind. That's, that's true, man. They're here. Not in here. I mean, they're, they're on earth, but they're not in their right mind. No, no, I ain't going to put that on nobody. Amen. 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 But to be alive, to be in my right mind, to have strength, to be able to stand. God is good. I may not have everything else in order and taken care of, but for those things, I can praise him. Amen. Come on. Y'all with me this morning? Are y'all glad y'all alive this morning? Come on, make some noise, man. Amen. Amen. I got three people that's excited about being alive this morning. I want us to continue talking about uh, what we've been talking about, expectation uh, and God doing some new things in this year, fulfilling some things that he promised us. And we talked last week and uh, we talked last week still about Zacharias and Elizabeth and how we talked about how they had received that promise of Elizabeth being pregnant, and I don't think I mentioned that most scholars agree that the baby, when she was pregnant, they, they agree that, that John probably was not uh, moving, he was, he was dead in her belly. And when Mary shows up and gives a salutation, that's why the emphasis was on the leaping. And so that was a situation in which they had received a promise from God, but they had some difficulty on the way to birthing the promise. Many of us get caught up in the fact that God makes a promise to us and then we have difficulties. And we talked about last week, counting it all joy when we we fall into diverse trials, testings, right? Because notice that the trying of our faith develops consistency. The word is patience there, but that means consistency, right? But if we'll let patience have a perfect work or consistency have its perfect work, we will be perfect and entire, lacking no good thing. But we have to, in order to get to consistency, we have to be able to go through some things. And we talked about the eaglet, remember? And we also talked about the kneading of dough. But before we do that, I wanted to say not only do, you know, could we have talked about Elizabeth, because when we see that, some of you may say, well, that's the only person who who kind of had some hardship. Guys, you remember David, don't you? Yeah, I remember that fellow named David. Yeah. 
David was out with the sheep. Now, you have to remember being a shepherd was a lowly thing. It was thought to be the outcast. You know how you treat uh, homeless people? Yeah, that's what I should say. We shouldn't be able to know how we treat. We should be treating them well. Amen. But you know how people treat homeless people. They look past them. They ignore them. Don't even see them a lot of times. Right. You get nervous. You hold your purse tight when you get close around some of them. Right. Oh, OK. Y'all acting like y'all don't know that. OK. I'm just being true. Yeah. Oh, you just do that around anybody. No, don't, don't do that. But David was a shepherd who was out with the sheep and he was so much. Listen, he was so overlooked that his dad didn't even call him in when the prophet came to look for the king. His dad didn't even call him in. He like, no, (laughs) it ain't that one. And it wound up being David and David gets anointed king. And guess what happens next? He sent back out with the sheep. (laughs) Okay, boy, yeah, you, yeah, okay, the prophet anointed you king, but you ain't king today. Go back out there with your sheep. And he gets sent out with the sheep, and then time passes. He's given a promise from God. He has an expectation, and nothing changes. He's still the same shepherd boy until his dad tells him, hey, go take some bread to your brother's. And David, what I love about this, and I think I said this before, I love this about David is David wasn't the typical teen. He got right up and went with his dad. Well, I went like his dad told him to take bread. Most teens would have been like, oh, man, I got. Yeah, yeah, let me finish this game. (laughs) I got three more snaps before I go. And if he had done that, guess what he would have missed? He would have missed the time when Goliath came up to defy the armies of Israel. He would have missed that if he came any later than the time he came. He came right up at the time when Goliath was coming up. And here he is. Now he's there. He hears it. He's like, what? I know. I know this joker not talking bad about God. But can I tell you that wasn't his main reason why he was excited about that? He heard that whoever defeated Goliath got the king's daughter. She was hot. (laughs) He was excited about that because that's why he asked three people. What'd they say? (laughs) What happens? What happens if we defeat, uh, defeat Goliath? And he goes through that and he finds this out. And here he goes. He goes up. He defeats Goliath. And he thinks now, hey, this might be my time now. This might be my time now. I'm not going back to the sheep because the king wants me to stay. I get to marry his daughter. I'm in the royal family now, baby. I might be next to be king. And while he's there in the royal family, It's not his time because the king starts tripping and starts throwing spears at him. Now, I heard about in-laws that don't like you. This is really bad, though, man. 
He's throwing spears at him. And David has to leave from the place where he thought he was supposed to be and gaining all the things that he thought he would have. And it's time for him. Now he runs out into the wilderness. And he has to run, even though God has made him a promise that he became. And he goes through this difficult time. And we could have talked about the same thing with Paul. And we could have talked about the same thing with Peter. And we could talk about the same thing, especially with Jesus. And we talked about it from this perspective of needing dough. We talked about it last week, needing dough, how that the dough was placed on the flowery surface and then it was punched and pressed and pulled and folded over and punched again and pressed and, and, and pulled again and stretched. And it was done over and over and over again. But this was all with purpose. Because you understand dough, listen, dough, even without the, the kneading process, the dough would rise anyway. But if you didn't press it to where you could get rid of the air pockets or make sure that you, you had the right way that the air pockets would go, the, the bread wouldn't be able to sustain itself. It would be so dense that it wouldn't be able to hold itself. It would be of no use. So the kneading process was crucial. Are you guys with me? Was crucial to the bread being at its best. The bread, we told you about this, it was crushed to be two things. What? Do you remember? Pliable. And so it would rise properly. Pliable and rise properly. The pliability is this, guys, and, and, and I, I'm going to so I'm gonna get to a scripture in just a minute. But I want you, this is just review. I want you to remember that in being pliable, it means easy to work with. Have you ever had anybody that you've been around that's not easy to work with? They're just not easy to work with. Alex, one. No, I'm just messing with her. Just messing with her. Not easy to work with. They make everything so difficult. You have to fight them to get anything accomplished. Every time you give an answer, they have another one. Contrary. You ever had people like that? And did you know that you get nothing done when you deal with people? who are difficult to work with. And that's not how God wants us to be. He wants us to be people that are not difficult to work with. You know about people who are difficult to work with? You don't want to do anything with them. You want to get as far away from it as you possibly can. But the second thing is, the next part, after being pliable, is so it can rise properly. We talked about it rising and we talked all about the eaglet and we won't go back over that again. But before the bread can rise, it must rest. Before the bread can rise, it must rest. That's what I want to talk about today. One of the most difficult things in the midst of being being needed, being pushed, being crushed. 
one of the most difficult things to do is to rest. It's a struggle for us to be able to rest. But remember this thing. Let's go here. We, you guys know it already, but for people who haven't been here before, let's go to Mark 1. Mark chapter 1. That's not where I was going, but let's do that today. Mark chapter 1, 14 and 15. You guys know this. Who've been here quite some time, you should know this. Mark chapter 1, 14 and 15. Now after that John was put into prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. And saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That's the first message that Jesus ever preached. It's one of the most important messages that he ever preaches. And most of us overlook it and have no clue what it's talking about. Those of you who've been here, you're probably like, Pastor, why we got to go back over this again? But it's important. This is a major piece because you don't understand that repenting is not just repenting once. It's a constant place of repentance. And for those of you who are new, you don't understand what repentance is. Most of us think that repentance is getting on our knees and and crying and snot running down our face and us saying, I'm sorry, God. And that's not what repentance is. The word repent comes from the word metaneo, which means to change how you think. And so what Jesus is saying here is, listen, the time has been fulfilled. What time? What time, though? But he tells us the time that's here. He tells us that next. But what time is it? The time has been fulfilled of you being separated from God. You being trapped in sin. Come on, man. Y'all with me this morning? I'm not. Listen, listen, I'm not telling you something new. I'm telling you something you already know, but you still got to get it. He says, listen, the time of you being separated and in sin is fulfilled. And now the kingdom of God is here right now for you. But if you don't change how you think, you won't be able to receive all this good stuff that I have for you. You're going to be trapped in your old mindset. Can I tell you how long you've been trapped? Can I tell you how long you've been trapped? Even when RJ comes up to talk about offering, that, that tells me when you're trapped. You know why? Because you struggle in that time. Some of you struggle in that time of giving. Yeah. It is a privilege yeah. that I get to give. And if you don't believe that, listen, listen. It's a chance for me to sow a seed. It is not leaving my hand forever. It's only leaving my hand so it can multiply. But you can't get that because you still think that this money belongs to me and it's going to do this. And so as long as you think that way, you're going to be the people that always need somebody else to bail you out. You'll never be the the lender. You'll always be the borrower. Until you gain this and change how you think. Let me tell you something else. This one's going to make a lot of you really angry, but I'm still going to say it. Many of you, many of us become sick 
and feeble because we've not received the good news that Jesus has already healed you. Many of you struggle with feeling inferior because you've not understood that you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And you feel less than because you've not repented. In your mind, you still have all the things that everybody ever said to you that was negative still circling through. Cycling through. Anytime something good starts to come up, you're waiting on the other shoe to drop. Because you haven't repented. And he says, listen, this is the most important thing. This is why it's my first message. The first thing that I'm ever going to tell you is change how you think. So you can receive everything that I'm bringing to you. Can I tell you something? We receive something. Most of us receive something. Most of us have received salvation. Most of us have received that. But what all came with salvation? The word so-so, soteria, comes with so much. Did you know, I know you guys are going to get mad when I say this. I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you the truth. The word so-so that salvation comes from that we get is life, long life, right? Strength, deliverance, prosperity. See, we don't want we don't want to believe all of this. Now, see, it's because, listen, listen, listen. One of the struggles that we face, man, I can't even get to my message. One of the struggles that we face is this. That when we talk from Greek, right, this is what we're, we're reading it from and they translate it from. But Greek was a very descriptive language. In Greek, love was eros, agape. Phileo, Storge, they were clear on who they were talking about. No one could misinterpret. If I said something like, if I said this to a young lady, if I said, I love you, she could misinterpret what I mean. Right? She could say, you're saying arrows. When I'm saying agape, Phileo, Storge. Right? But in their time, it was very clear. If they said, I eros, then they knew, oh, yeah, there ain't no mistake in this. Eros is sexual love. Okay? Phileo is brotherly love. Storge is a family. And agape is godly. Okay? And so here he is. And, and so when we hear things like this, when we hear things like soteria, We don't understand when they translate it only one way. We miss out on all the things that it's implied. Because the person who translated only translated as salvation. So they only translated as salvation. A good way to look at it, if you get like the Amplified Bible, usually it'll tell you all of the things. You just have to read 20 different things for one word. Right? But when you do it, it clarifies so much. And so God is saying to you, listen, he's saying to you that I need you to change how you think. 
I need you, and in this time what we're talking about is I need you to get a new perspective on who you are. As long as you think you're a person in need of working to be better, working to be righteous, I know that sounds crazy because your mind already is on tilt. It's on tilt. I, I thought I was supposed to be working to be righteous. No. Go to Galatians real quick, 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 quick. Galatians 3. Galatians 3. We'll read one through. Can I just read a lot? I'll, I'll go through it quickly, though, okay? Galatians 3, 1, and we'll read through 14. It says this. Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? Who's tricked you? Who's cast a spell on you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth crucified among you. You know Jesus was crucified. You saw it with your own eyes. This only would I learn of you. Or I, this is the only question I got for you. Received you the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How did you receive the spirit? Was it by your own works or was it by faith? He's asking this. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit and, and are now made perfect by the flesh? Are you now made perfect by the flesh when you began in the spirit? How can that be? You couldn't work to get it done before you did it by faith. Now it's your job to work. No. He said here in verse four, have you suffered so many things in vain? If it yet, if it be yet in vain. He therefore that ministered to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed. Did you know that the gospel was preached before Jesus came? He just told you it was preached to Abraham. So then in verse nine, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse for it is written cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So if you try to do part of the law while you've been saved. If you try to do part of it, if you think that's the way that it's going to make you go, then if you're not doing every last one, every last thing to the end, then you fail. If you're trying to do part of it because you think I'm strong in that area, or I'm good in that area. Well, that makes me special because I can do that. And you don't do the rest. You fail. And he says this. <clears throat> in 11, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Listen, I want you to, I want you to start thinking of that differently. That, I want you to start thinking of that verse differently. Okay. I want you to see it this way. The just 
shall have life by faith. Remember salvation means life, right? Did you, okay, let me pause, pause, pin, pin, pin there. Don't, don't lose, don't let me lose you, okay? Pin, stay with me. Did you understand that you, the day you received Jesus? No. Okay, God, I hear you. Did you know that right now you have eternal life right now? Did you know that? You're not waiting to get to heaven. It's now. Did you know when you're a believer, you only transition? See, see, for us, for us who are on this side, it's like they're dead. And all they did was sleep and open their eyes with the father. They just transitioned from one place to the next, but they're still alive. It's only to us. Are they dead? Eternal life is now. And he says the just shall have life by faith. And I want to say this. 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 This is important. This is important. Um, I, I stress this. I stress this to all of us. Listen. Receive the life that has been given to you by faith. Don't settle for. Can I tell you something that I settle for? The lie that I settle for. This is the lie that I settle for. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm being transparent with you. That at 40. My body was going to change. It was going to stop working properly. And, and, and because I believe that. At 40, I started packing on weight and couldn't get rid of it. That's the that's the truth. But because I believe the lie, I accepted it rather than saying, get your behind up and go to the gym. Eat properly. Do what you should do by faith. Instead of believing I had faith, I had faith that at 40, my body would change. My metabolism would slow down. Everything would start to go. And at 40, guess what started happening? My, my stomach started swelling. My chest started dropping. I'm just being real. Because I bought the lie. I believed something that didn't have to be true because I have life by faith. I started letting my knees start hurting. I used to watch my mom be sitting down in the chair rubbing her knees. Ooh, these knees. And I bought it. I bought it. Instead of understanding who I am and what I have in Christ. He has redeemed me. But if I believe the lie, I'll walk in the lie. Am I boring you? So here he is. We just finished 11, 12. It says this. And the law is not a faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath 
redeemed us from the curse of the law. Did you understand? Listen, the curse of the law of sin and death. I have been redeemed from that curse. Him being made a curse himself. Right. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that's us, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Here he is talking to us, and he's trying to get something to us. Listen, if... Let me make the statement again. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. The statement is still true for you today. For every person that comes to know Jesus, the statement is still true today. It's still true today. You must repent to believe all the things that he has written in the book. See, many of us have believed the lie and it's been preached to us for so long. Moses said this, but this is not what God said. Moses said it, but God didn't say it, but it was recorded because Moses said it. Even though it wasn't true, just like what Job said, though he slayed me, yet will I serve him. Job said that God didn't say that. Okay, it was recorded in the book. But that didn't make it the truth. Okay. Moses said this, that our days should be four score or three, uh, three score and 10. And if by reasonable strength, four score, a score is 20 years. So three times 20 is 60 plus 10 is 70. So you're supposed to be 70 years old. He said that by reasonable strength, you make it to 80. That's the span of man's life. And so a lot of us have bought that. So we disappear. When we get to 70 something, 80, we start disappearing. We start fading out. But because we believe that. But God said the number of man's days shall be 120 years. That's, that's, that's 40 more years, man. That's what God said. Moses said the other stuff. And so it's up to us. But guess what? Guess what? The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That's your choice. Now, 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 granted, let me say in this dark and dying world, I don't mind disappearing early, man. But if God's got things for me to do. Then I'm willing to be. And and listen, listen, he didn't say go to Proverbs, I believe. Come on, come on, let's go. Proverbs three. Quick, 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 quick. I think. Help me, Lord. Proverbs 3. Yeah. Proverbs 3, 1. This is not my message, but this is the message I'll get in the day. Amen. Okay. Amen. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Now, see, listen, listen. He's not talking about, he's not talking about the law that was given by Moses. Okay, listen, listen. 
Although, do you guys remember, and maybe we need to go there, uh, Colossians 1, and I believe it's 12, 14, 9, 10. I'll look again and tell you where he says that you have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You've been taken from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Did you know that Jesus is still king of kings and the king still gives directives? It's his law that's given to us and we obey like when he said, go and make disciples. That's his directive. That's his law to us. When he said, love. Right. That's his law. That's his directive to us. You guys with me? So this is what he's talking about here. And then he says this. Listen, listen. When you do this for length of days and long life and peace, shall they add. Listen. Length of days is no good when you don't have life in those length of days. I don't want 120 years where I can't speak to anybody, where I'm sitting, I don't know who anybody is. I'm sitting in a room looking out a window with spit dropping down my face. I can't get up out of the bed. I can't get up out of the chair. I can't go to the bathroom on my own. I'm in a diaper or a catheter. I don't want that. But he didn't promise just long life. I mean, length of days. He said life with that days and peace. You with me? But will you receive it? Come on. Uh, Isaiah, let me see. Where am I seeing you? I'm going to shut it down for the day. I'm going to shut it down for the day. I didn't even get get to my message. That's a shame, ain't it? Isaiah 53, excuse me. Isaiah 53 and 1. Isaiah 53 and 1. I want you to understand this. This is Old Testament, but it's the same thing Jesus said in the New Testament, just a little different way. Okay. And I want you to get this and I want you to hold on to it. And I want you to hold on to that other verse. I want you to understand this. Who hath believed our report? Isaiah saying, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord? Revealed. He's saying, listen, who's believed our report? Because to whoever has believed our report, they get to see the arm of the Lord. If you don't believe the report of the Lord, you're not going to get to see his arm. You, if you don't believe what God has said, then guess what? You won't get length of days and long life and peace. If you don't believe his report, you'll get whatever you'll get what you believe in for. But if you will believe his report, you'll see the arm of the Lord. Listen, listen, here's the honest truth. I've said it a million times. And, and I and I tell you, none of you can name one time when you've ever seen this happen to me. I don't get sick. I don't. I'm always in the presence. Listen, I taught school. For so long, I hug on kids that's got snot running down their face. They leave it on my shirt, on my pants. 
And I don't get sick. Because I understand that that's something that Christ has redeemed me from. Nobody's ever seen. Listen, none of you have seen me sick. You may have seen me with symptoms of sick sickness. You may have seen me with a symptom. Yeah, yeah. There are times when I when I don't sleep enough and my nose may run a little bit. I don't feel the greatest. But you know what I do? I stand up and I say, with Jesus stripes, I'm healed. That's what I believe, Father. I don't agree. I'm not sick. I ain't sick. Oh, just because my stomach hurt, I'm sick. No. My stomach hurt. I got to poop. Go to the bathroom. I go throw whatever it is that I need to do. I know that's gross, but I'm telling you, I just do whatever my body's telling me to do. And I get up and I walk with what God has said. And I always see his arm show up for me. That's the truth. Those of you, those of you who are new, you're probably like, he lying. I can't trust that pastor. But any of you who've been here a long period of time, you've never seen me miss because I'm sick. God, there are plenty of nights when I get 30 minutes of sleep and come right here. You'll never know that. You know why? Because I'm renewed. I tell the Lord, hey, I mounted with wings like the eagle. That's the way I get up. I thank you, God, that, hey, when I wake up, I wake up refreshed, ready to do your work and will. I agree with your word, God. And don't get me wrong. There are times when when I got crust closing this eye and I have to pop it loose just so I can get up and go wash my face and go. Yes, that's true. But don't you understand that I agree with God? And no matter what everybody else says and everything else says to me, I don't agree with the wind and the waves that are contrary to what God has said. And that's something that we have to learn to do because we have been redeemed. That word redeemed, I'm I'm shutting it down, I promise. We have been redeemed. Redeemed. That means what somebody else thought was trash. You guys guys don't remember redeeming stuff, do you? You, you, We used to have, we used to have, when I was younger, I go to the store. There was a store around the corner from us. We go buy soda for, for, I think it was 25 cents, a bottle of Coke, or it was... Uh, um, an orange soda that I liked. I know they say black folks just like grape soda, but I liked orange soda. Okay. <laughs> I liked the orange soda. So I would go around the corner and get the orange soda and I get it. And when I was finished, it said that if I brought the bottle back, it would be redeemed for a certain amount. Now I could have just tossed it in the trash. Because I was finished with it. Right? I was finished and it was no more use to me. But the person who was the creator of it saw value. And he bought it back. The same way Jesus sees, the father sees value in you. And he redeemed us by the blood of his son. That's how valuable you were. When everyone else said you were garbage. He saw that you were worth his son's life. Wow. 
And if you don't start seeing yourself from that position of being that valuable, then you'll always walk defeated. You'll never be able to stand up and figure out who you are. This is a statement, last statement. I, I know I said I'm shutting it down, but I'm going to keep going to the Lord. Tell me to stop. And here it is. This, this last thing he says here. We've been redeemed and repurposed. We must stop seeing ourselves in the wrong light like the Galatians did. We aren't saved based on our works, successes, or our failures, but by Jesus Christ. That's important to remember. I am righteous because he has made me righteous. I'm in right standing with God. It's my job from there to rest from my own works and to do his will and his work. That's my responsibility. Okay, I'm stopping there. Thank you, Lord. I pray, I pray, listen, guys, I pray you get this. Pastor's going to keep coming back to these types of verses over and over again because, listen, until you figure that out, once you figure that out, can I tell you something? How you walk through life will change. How you walk through life will change. It will. How you respond to people will change. Listen, there are so many times I was in the, I was in the store just, just yesterday and this guy, uh, let me borrow you for a second. I'm sorry, man. I embarrass you. And you're just coming. So, so I'm standing there and I'm getting something to drink. And this guy, so pretend like you're getting something to drink. Just, just holding the soda out like this. And, and this guy comes up to me and he says, hey, what you going to do today? I'm like, dude, dude, I don't know you. You in my space. What is wrong with you, man? And he stayed there. Not, 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 no, no. And I, I moved away and he moved in closer. I was like, what is going on here? And I thought, I thought that he had a mental problem. I did. I did. I'm, I, I didn't, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I thought he did. And so I took a deep breath and I heard God say, love on him. I wanted to, I, I, it was just so weird. I wanted to run. I want, actually, I really wanted to push the guy <laughs> like this. Like, man, back up. Just give me at least not be touching me. I don't want to feel your breath on me. And God said, love on him. And I got a chance to just talk with this man about what was going to happen in his day. And he was curious about what was going to happen in mine. And we had a chance just to talk. Nothing, I didn't, he didn't get saved or nothing like that. But it was just simply... An opportunity for me to love, to show Christ to somebody who obviously needed it. Forgive me, God, that's not right. That's not right. I can't say obviously. But it was an opportunity. The reason why I say this is, is that we have to be willing in all situations, even the uncomfortable ones. To cease from my own works and to rest in him and do his. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your wisdom and understanding. 
I thank you, Father, that you're faithful to each one of us. You're faithful. Father, I thank you that our hearts are, are being set, that we will believe your report. That we'll start searching the scriptures to find out what your report even is. And we'll start repenting, changing our thinking to see it from your perspective, not our own.